It's Saturday, April 9th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A Russian missile attack on a train station in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramastor killed at least 52 people and injured more than 100 trying to flee the eastern Donbass region. Ukrainian authorities said Friday in one of the largest single attacks on evacuees since the conflict began. Around 4,000 people from across eastern Ukraine had gathered at the train station, a railroad hub for the region, waiting for evacuation days after Ukrainian officials told residents to leave ahead of a renewed Russian offensive in Donbass. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said a ballistic Tochka-U missile had struck the station. Five children were among the dead, said Pavlo Kirilenko, the head of the administration in the eastern region of Donetsk. Another 16 children were wounded. Mr. Zelensky posted a video of a missile fragment lying on the ground near the station that had the words, For the Children, painted on it. A person narrating the video identified it as the missile used in the attack. In other news, hundreds of thousands of people across Puerto Rico remained without power on Friday, nearly two days after a fire at a main power plant sparked an island-wide outage. Crews have restored power to 650,000 customers out of nearly 1.5 million, but people in several neighborhoods have complained that the electricity went out once again as the island struggled to emerge from the blackout that also left more than 160,000 clients without water. The outage forced the government to cancel classes and shutter agencies for the second day in a row on this U.S. territory of 3.2 million people as frustration and anger bubbled over. Officials with Luma, which took over transmission and distribution from Puerto Rico's electric power company last year, have said they don't know exactly when power would be fully restored, but note crews have been working nonstop. Back in the U.S., some Americans are having a harder time getting the cost of their COVID-19 tests covered as some government-funded efforts wind down. The state of play reflects the transition by many governments and businesses from treating COVID-19 as an immediate crisis to a part of daily life that must be managed. Healthcare experts say obstacles to testing could hinder tracking and treatment going forward, particularly in the uninsured. COVID-19 tests are now generally available in the U.S. as reported cases and hospitalizations remain relatively low. It's a reversal from this winter when people waited hours at testing sites and faced empty pharmacy shelves during the Omicron surge. Federal and local health authorities enacted policies throughout the pandemic to reduce the cost of COVID-19 tests on patients, most recently for those that are home-based. Now, at least one government policy expanding test access was discontinued in March. That has meant more people, primarily those without insurance, must pay for their tests, while many with insurance are being asked to pay up front and apply for reimbursement later. On Capitol Hill, when the Senate votes in the coming weeks on President Biden's slate of four Federal Reserve nominees, what aren't on the agenda might be as notable. Top Wall Street regulators. The Fed's top banking regulator, along with the heads of the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, all lack Senate-confirmed leaders more than a year into Mr. Biden's administration. The result is that Mr. Biden's financial team is moving slower than anticipated to achieve its financial policy goals, from added scrutiny of bank mergers to more aggressive moves to address climate change. And the Federal Aviation Administration proposed its largest fines to date against two passengers for alleged unruly behavior 
As the agency continues to deal with fallout from volatile incidents aboard flights during the pandemic, the FAA said it proposed a fine of $81,000 for one traveler who allegedly threatened to hurt a flight attendant during an American Airlines flight from Dallas to Charlotte last summer. The group also proposed a $77,000 fine for a traveler on a flight last July from Las Vegas to Atlanta who allegedly attempted to hug and kiss the person seated next to her. The agency can't bring criminal cases against passengers who act out, but it has now brought more than $2 million in civil penalties against travelers who allegedly did so. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.